comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Recording and this is out now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is Abe. Hello. Out now is a film podcast as Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to our main film of the week, games, and other fun stuff. This is episode seventy-one, and we are talking Lawless today, the new Prohibition era gangster western starring uh, Tom Hardy, Shia LaBeouf. And directed by John Hillcoat, written by Nick Cave. So, uh, with all that, we have two guests to discuss Lawless with us today. We have writer for the VHS Diaries, Aldo Rain himself, the man who has never said no to a second bottle of moonshine, Alan Aguilera. It's more of a jar, not a bottle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we have writer for the awards circuit, one of the original Tom Hardy boys, Mark Johnson. Hey, everyone. Good to be back. <laughs> Great. Mark, yeah, Mark, it's been a while since you've been on the show, but we're kicking into a... You know, award season now, so nice to, ha- yeah. nice to have you back in here. Nice to be back. Thanks. And, uh, you know, since you've not been here, you've got you've start, start, you've joined up with a new website, awardscircuit.com, correct? Correct. You want yeah. to uh, talk a little bit about what that site's all about? We pretty much do reviews on movies, trailer news, any kind of casting news, uh, and, and lots of focus on the award season, uh, primarily the Oscars. Great. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice site for that kind of Nice site, for, nice site for that kind of source of material. Cool. And that's awards, plural, circuits.com? Correct. Okay. Cool. So, let's see. Let's get some announcements here. Um, okay. Summer box office gamble. Um, we, in Ooh. back in May, uh, Abe, Allen, Mark Hoban, and Adam Gentry, and myself all I think I said myself. Yeah, we all participated in these in our summer box office game. We all created top ten lists of box office summer results, what we thought would be the biggest money makers of the summer. I have officially declared the summer movie season to a close, gathered all the information I needed, and tallied all the points together. So we will be having a wrap up episode, which will Alan, Abe, Adam, Mark, and I will be recording uh, soon, and that episode will probably go up a few days after this one. So. You know, stay tuned for that because the results will will blow your mind. <laughs> it will, Alan. Wow. Will be like, wow. My <laughs> that, that hurts. Is, well, like it's yeah, all of that. I'm ready. Okay. It's, I'm ready to be at the bottom. It's pretty. It's <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty. I'm I'm really excited for this one. This would be fun. I think also we're all gonna kind of go over like our you know our biggest hits and misses of the summer within that episode as well. So that should should be a fun one. Um, looking forward to doing that. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, this is our episode, episode 71, as I said. That means our 75th episode's coming up soon. We should probably do something special for that, Abe. I think we should have, like, the Simpsons intro. <laughs> Elephants, you know, <laughs> all the other jazz. I like that. I gotta, I gotta put that, but yeah, the Simpsons intro, that one. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what the 75th episode's going, what would that be? I don't even know, let's see. You can, you can, ed- you can edit out all my research, you can do like this right now, because I'm gonna look it up right now. What, what would 75th episode be? It'd probably be a looper, Maybe. Or the oh. either be Looper or the week after Looper would be our seventy fifth episode. We'll see. 
Oh, okay, iTunes reviews and ratings, always good to get those, helps out the show. Quick log on to iTunes, add a star rating, maybe even type a sentence if you want to. Happy to get those, it's nice to receive them, and everybody wins in that situation, so go for it, I say. <laughs> Especially if everyone wins. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to know everybody. Each week we ask each other a few questions on the show to kind of set the tone for the podcast to better get to know everybody. And um, let's see, I'm going to let Alan start this one off this week. Okay, uh, Mark. Yes. What is your favorite John Hillcoat movie? Mm, uh, probably The Road, if I had to pick one. I, I read the book uh, for the most part, and it was the most depressing story I've ever heard, and it uh, came off pretty decent on film. I'm a big Vigo fan as well, so I'd probably go with The Road for my favorite of his work. I agree with the assessment of The Road. That said, The Proposition, I love. Oh, Proposition, so uh, yeah, that's a good one too. All right, um, Abe, do you think um, do you think Shia LaBeouf or LaBeouf or LaBeef or however you say his name? LaBeef. Okay. <laughs> we say Michael Scott style. <laughs> right, right. Do you think he will ever transition into a true leading man in award caliber films, or do you think we are seeing him at the height of his career now? Uh, that's a good question. I think that he's gone through several phases already, where he's you know been uh, even Steven, and then. <laughs> He's moved into more serious roles, I guess, with... I heard Disturbia was pretty good, and... I, don't, I really dislike Disturbia quite a bit. You, you disliked it? But yes. he's not bad in it. I, I think he is bad in it. I disagree. You think so? I think he's, incons- okay. I think he's wildly inconsistent in that movie. Huh. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I think that we might be seeing him a little bit later when he looks, quote-unquote, a little bit more mature. I don't know. They keep on casting him in roles where he seems to be still in his teens and... 20s well, so that, that hardcore drinking and sex he's going to be doing all those movies oh that's <laughs> right yeah he's, he apparently was sending a uh, uh lars von Trier's like sex tapes of himself so he could be in the next film <laughs> so yeah he maybe looked, uh, i don't sure. know if you saw did you see the trailer this week for uh robert redford's the company you keep oh he's uh he, he's a reporter in that it looks pretty good so okay you never know so he's uh he's working on his chops to to be a leading man and uh more serious huh yeah, I I kind of that's I kind of hope so for him because I think he's got potential. You know, you see it occasionally. Just I think his role choices up to this point have been ghastly, but I think there's potential there. So we'll see. I would agree with you, Mark, and I think we'll get to this later in the Lawless review. But yeah, I I, I think he I think he's a capable actor. I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Uh, Aaron, yeah, if you could be illegally producing and distributing anything that would make your fortune, what would it be? Corn, liquor, DVDs? Uh, I would join the character from the classic episode 2, Attack of the Clones, and selling death sticks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Period. <laughs> that, is the end, that is the end of that answer. <laughs> you want to buy some death sticks? You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life? I want to go home and rethink my life. Um... Abe. Okay. Would you rather go blind from drinking moonshine or get a, <laughs> or get a Tom Hardy brass knuckle pounding? Oh, oh oof. Ah, <laughs> oh, such that's that's hard. <laughs> it would be hard to go blind from moonshine or get a Tom Hardy brass knuckle pounding. Oh, uh, well, it seems as though Tom Hardy is pretty kind and in, in not completely just killing and destroying these guys because they seem to have gotten back up. You're still getting a Tom Hardy brass knuckle. Yeah, I know, but I, I don't want to go blind. 
Murr. <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. Uh, I'd go with the Tom Hardy Knuckle Buster. All right. I'd just be, like, spurting and fountaining blood, but, I mean, I'd, I'd get up from it. <laughs> By the way, pause. I forgot to mention this in the announcements, but Abe, you are now a black belt. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Abe is now a black belt. Congrats. He is a black belt in Taekwondo, yeah. and congratulations, because that's probably no easy. Oh, I want you and, to have me fight. Adam, Adam is like a fourth degree yeah, or something. Adam Gentry. Yeah, but he's white, and you're Asian, so you should be like, you're like eight he's, degrees he's higher than me. Four, and I'm like five foot six. You're, not, you're saying you're not scraggly enough to, 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 you know? You're scrappy, Abe, I believe it. <laughs> fight, fight, All right. fight. All right, okay, Abe, go. Okay, uh, Mark. Yes. If your family back in the 1930s was a gang, and they'd probably be called the Johnsons, but what would you <laughs> want a nickname for them to be? Oh, jeez. <laughs> see, a nickname? Well, based on my family's, uh, you know, amazingly good looks, uh, <laughs> I would say the Gorgeous Boys. How's oh. that? Oh, sounds like a Broadway play. Gorgeous Boys. <laughs> I don't want to mess out with those gorgeous boys over there. You see, right? There you go. They've got the slick back hair. See, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of hot chicks like Jessica Chastain running around. I want to you know draw oh. with that well, name. Yeah, I'm not gonna disagree with you there. <laughs> right, right. That was awesome. Yeah. I think the one clip they show in the trailer of Jessica Chastain is like the one time she's happy in the movie. <laughs> and even then, she's not very happy. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alan, uh, what do you think Gary Oldman's best performance is to date? Oh. 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 Um, the question rises. Dude, I don't know. Because <laughs> then I think about one movie and then I think of another. Um, oh, that is a tough question. Dude, right? Like, like oh, you, 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 you are good. <laughs> um, I've got three that are sticking out to me. Yeah, but they're sticking out, but they're not sticking out enough for me to be like, oh, all right, I picked that movie. Um, True Romance. I really liked him in that movie for the two minutes he's in it. God, that's good. Right? But him but him, and see, Sid Vicious oh. is so good, too, and Sid and Nancy. It's really seminal, but then he, but he, but I, 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 also really, I really like his Dracula. I, I really like him as a, as Gordon in the Dark Knight movies. I mean, that he's... And to, yeah, I don't... Like, especially Dark Knight. Like, he's great in that movie. Underrated. What, do you, what about the professional? That's more. That's the other one that stuck out to me. I was going for yeah. Fifth Element too because I think he's just so cheesy and fun. I think he's. I think. <laughs> I think he's. Could have just gone with. He's, the, he's better the professional. I would say. No, I know, but still. Yeah. The, the best answer would have been everyone. Manny, bring me everyone. You mean everyone? Everyone! That is the answer, actually. Everyone. That's, no, like, there that's it is. the perfect answer. Oh my god, this just shows how great of an actor Gary Oldman is. <laughs> the, un- wow. the unborn, yeah, done. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Aaron. Yo. Do you think that Alan Moore is going to be upset for how much Tom Hardy said Herm in Lawless? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes, but not enough because he's still like, you know, mad at the four Watchmen, so he's like really angry over there, like in that camp. 
Mm. And then I'm pretty sure, like, I think everyone just spammed him emails about the Watchmen Collector's Edition Blu-ray that's coming out. So, like, he's probably mad about that now. He's like, oh, I got to keep dealing with this movie. <laughs> and Alan Moore's just grumpy in general. So, I mean, it, if anything, I hope he's writing a comic book for Grumpy Old Men 3. Like, if that's what maybe what he could be using his time to do. Grumpiest old men. Still grumping? Still grumping. Still grumping. <laughs> this time they're dancing in the movie. Okay. Actually, Alan, this question was for you. So, what's the myth you want people to think about you? When people say, when people say, like Alan Aguilera, man, he, what? Procrastinator. <laughs> Alan Aguilera. <laughs> the procrastinator. That means that you're always very punctual, right? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? No, yeah. I'm a Latino. I'm never on time. <laughs> Clearly, today I wasn't on time. Spoiler alert, Alan Aguilar is a Latino. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I guess, yeah, procrastinator, because I'm not invincible. I gotta, yeah, no. I can't, you're giving me nothing to work with, Aaron. I don't know what to say. Um, lazy. All right. But, uh. <laughs> these, are, these are way more disparaging than I thought you'd think the myth about you would be. <laughs> yeah. Cut me off guard. Okay. Abe. Yes. Based on your excitement level for Lawless and the opening of the award season, do you think it's a do you think this is a good precursor for what we're expecting the rest of the fall, or do you think it's going to get progressively better or worse? Uh, you know, Lawless wasn't bad compared to the other films of the dregs of summer, so I think that it will get progressively better. Um, and again, you know, we've we've seen a lot of content for the Master, which I'm quite excited for. I know that Mark Johnson's pretty excited for that one as well. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to get progressively better. Yeah, cool. I'd, I'd agree with that answer. Uh, I can't imagine it not getting better from all of us. If that's a hint at how I feel about the film. But. Okay, that's how we, yeah, that's how we play to everybody. Um, so, let's, uh, we got a new, I got a new segment. Got a new, uh, new Out Now segment we're going to add into the, the fray of things we talk about. It's called Out Now Quickies. Some kind of jingle, I guess. <laughs> trademark. Trademark, <laughs> yes. Out Now Quickies, tra- trademark. Um, this is a pretty simple one. You know, oftentimes there's a lot of movies coming out all around the same time, and we don't always talk about every one of them. But I know I see tons of movies, as it's required by me. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm sure our guests and Abe also you know, see other movies as well. So I figured Out Now Quickies, we could you know, quickly address some of the movies that may have recently come out that we saw in theaters. And I have two right offhand. I saw The Possession the horror movie produced by Sam Raimi's Ghost House Pictures. And um, I'm just going to say right now, it's not good. Boom. It's a, it's a bad movie. Um, I also saw Searching for Sugar Man, which uh, Mark Hoban brought in, brought up on a, our previous week's episode. This is a documentary about a a, a popular music artist or someone who's, you know, a, became a kind of cult sensation to a certain part of the world. And it's a fantastic movie, Searching for Sugar Man. Go, uh, go see that one. Don't see The Possession. Done. All right. Uh, Abe, anything? Uh, recently, I watched Jiro Dreams of Sushi on Netflix streaming. Oh yeah, that's a really good documentary. It, it just good in terms of the content, but also the cinematography is really well done. They have like a lot of soft shots, hard shots. Um, it's it's just you know slow motion, really great shots of the food. The lighting is excellent, and it's a it's a nice little documentary about uh, this 85 year old man who wants to take over or wants his sons to take over his sushi restaurant who apparently has, like, three-star Michelin rating. Um, and it's a, yeah, it's a nice little film. Cool. Uh, Mark? Yeah, yeah. Recently, I got to see 
kind of two films that work as companion pieces for each other. Uh, one is in theaters now, and one is on video now. And I would say for the crowd that's over 50, um, Hope Springs was the one that I would recommend. They both kind of deal with marriage and how things can become monotonous and crazy at times. So uh, I think for the over 50 crowd, Hope Springs, uh, I wasn't the target audience for that one, so I can't recommend it for under 50, but I think the older crowd will get that one. And then the one I saw just last night at home was Friends with Kids, which I really liked a lot. I was really surprised. I wasn't expecting much. So for the under 50 crowd, I think, uh, married with kids, those kind of people will really feel uh, uh, those two films based on your age. As someone that's neither married or with kids, I also <laughs> I also enjoyed Friends with Kids. I thought that was did you okay was great, great yeah Alan I just saw Paranorman oh. and that movie mm-hmm. was fantastic. Um, Which this, this show cannot promote anymore. I mean, we do. We, yeah. <laughs> every every yeah. every week we have other guests talking about how great Paranorman is. So there you go. I actually yeah. did a double feature with uh, Paranorman, and then I went and saw Lawless right after uh, for the second time. And Paranorman, Paranorman was still the highlight of that night. And then uh, I ended up watching this documentary on HBO called Vito. Just a really really kind of neat documentary about a about a homosexual like film school buff who wrote about homosexuals in early film and kind of was like taking it apart and kind of talking about it. It was really fascinating. It just caught me when I was watching TV randomly. Is it like, oh. Vito, like V-I-T-O or D? V-I-T-O. V-I-T-O, Vito. Yeah, it's on uh, HBO On Demand. Um, and I just randomly caught it when I was waiting for, um, when, waiting to go to sleep and I just couldn't go to sleep until I finished it. So it was really riveting. It was pretty cool. Cool. All right. Those are out now. Quickies. Done. It's quick. All right, let's move on to movie trailer <laughs> movie trailer talk. Retweet. We discuss some of the newest movie trailers that have recently arrived. Um, let's see. We have two right here that I have ready for it to go. Let's talk about the first one, Seven Psychopaths. This is the new film from I was going to say Michael McDonough, but uh, uh, that's not right at all. Uh, the new film from Martin McDonough, who uh, previously did In Bruges, which I believe is like an out and out favorite because uh, that movie is fantastic. And this is yeah. this is follow-up film, which uh, stars Colin Farrell, Sam Rockwell, Woody Harrelson, Christopher Walken, Tom Waits, Abby Cornish, and Olga Kurylenko. And this movie looks like just a, a crazy dark comedy set in the criminal underworld that involves uh, uh, random gangsters and a kidnapped shih tzu. I can't wait for this movie. I am super excited. I love this cast. I, I love him, Bruce. So I love Martin McDonough's work. I love his short film, actually, that he won an Academy Award for. So, I mean, I'm super excited for Seven Psychopaths. But what does everyone else think? Alan? I'm ready. I want to watch it. I'm excited. <laughs> I loved In Bruges. It was probably one of my top three favorite movies that came out that year. I adored that film. And I cannot wait to see Colin Farrell act without an accent, because that'd be nice. Like, with his real, you know... Irish accent would be nice. Um, does he have, he always, does he have his Irish accent? Yeah. I've kind of watched. Yeah. I, think, I think he does. I've, yeah, I've yeah, watched like two different trailers. I've watched the green band and the red band. I've like one time I thought it was Irish. The other time I thought it wasn't Irish. I'm not sure. Now. <laughs> Regardless, no. I'm looking forward to seeing him in the movie, but I mean, I can't tell. It seems, it seems like he's always better when he has his real, like when he doesn't have to pretend. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, well, either way, I, I like the dude, and I can't wait. And then Christopher Walken looks amazing, and I'm just really, really pumped for this movie. Um, Mark? Yeah, I, I agree. I think Walken is going to be 
the key factor here. I, I have a feeling with the whole film is going to hinge on how much screen time his character gets because just from the trailer alone, it looks like a lot of fun, but it looks like it could end up a mess. You know, it just it, I'm a little worried about it, but it looks fun. Uh, Walken just looks hilarious, so I, I hope there's enough of him to, uh, you know, keep us entertained and whatnot. Yeah, I'm right there with uh, with Mark there. It's like, again, it looks crazy cool, and it looks like a lot of fun, but I hope that it's it's uh, not just all glitz and glamour, and I hope that there's actually, uh, you know, some good storylines in it, other than just guys acting crazy. I love that the concept is that they're dog stealers for rich people, and the, the rich people would just pay them enormous amounts of money just to get their dogs back. Great. Uh, yeah, so I think we're all basically looking forward to this movie that just looks highly entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Seven Psychopaths comes out October 12th. Uh, and, yeah, uh, that's what's going on. Next up, we have the um, return of Clint Eastwood to the big screen with Trouble with the Curve, where I believe he plays a baseball scout who sits alone talking to chairs. That's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's not really the uh, plot. <laughs> that, that, uh, man, Clint Eastwood, he was testing out some good stand-up material the other day. But the yeah. the, uh, the true story here of this film is uh, Clint Eastwood plays an, an kind of an aging baseball scout whose um, daughter, Amy Adams, is kind of looking to, I guess, take up the business, and uh, Justin Timberlake's involved in some way as well, and, um, yeah, <laughs> that's the the read I got so far, John Goodman's in it also, good for him, and, uh, yeah, so, um, uh, reverse it up, Abe, what do you think of this trailer? It kind of uh, takes Moneyball and throws that all out the window, because apparently you can't judge everybody just by numbers and metrics, but uh, this movie, I don't know, I, I it kind of gives me a feeling of it's going to be a lighthearted comedy, but a lot of drama, but I, I'm not excited to see it. That's that's for sure. Mark? Yeah, Moneyball was the first thing that came to my mind as well, but with the opposite approach of gut instinct versus analytics is that um, it looks like it could be a fun family film that if everything works out right, you never know. Clint Eastwood you know, has been beloved by Oscar in the past, so uh, he still has, he's won, I think, four Oscars, but none for acting. So you never know if he could... Uh, get a nomination out of it or whatnot but it's it's gonna be a crowded year for a lead actor that's for sure so but it looks overall looks good if not bordering on cheesy we'll see how it all plays out alan i didn't know that lifetime was promoting their movies <laughs> before like actual movies it's weird um no it just doesn't i don't really care at all um i'm not a i don't know if clean sort of really has a a horse in this race anymore with what he did with the chair um, with yeah. I, don't, I don't think the Oscar's really gonna I don't think they're gonna like look down on him, but I don't think he's really gonna be involved. Plus, the movie doesn't look good enough for him to get a nomination out of because it just doesn't look that good. Uh, Amy Adams is not gonna get any recognition for this. She'll probably get recognition for the Master and right. Justin Timberlake. Okay, um, I, I just I'm not interested. I remember when Aaron told me to you know these are the, the trailers we're talking about. I I forgot that I've seen this trailer like four times. <laughs> Halfway through, I'm like, oh, that's right. It's just, it's completely forgettable to me. So, not even an, not even an adorable Amy Adams is gonna gonna perk you up for this one. If I want to see an adorable Amy Adams, I'll watch the Muppets. There you go. <laughs> this is very true. I don't. This movie it just seems superfluous to me. I don't need to watch it. I don't care. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing you at MBFF to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm basically in the same kind of boat where it's like, yeah, this movie's it, it's around, I guess, and I'll 
<laughs> I'll have to see if it's not one that I'm like, I can't wait to see this movie. But, uh, yeah, I the thing I know is that it's directed by, um, I believe it's, like, Clint Eastwood's, like, his usual, like, first or second unit director. Yeah. Like, that he works with, like, on a lot of, like, a good majority of his movies. So I guess it's, I, th- I think that's what probably coaxed Clint Eastwood to coming into, like, acting in a movie again. Since he, didn't he, like, retire? Didn't he, like, say that he was, like, done acting in movies? Let alone, yeah, let alone, a lot of things. Let alone movies that he hasn't directed. Like, really, this will be this will be like the first time that he's been in a movie that he hasn't directed since what? The uh, the Secret Service movie was it? Uh, uh, in the Line of Fire. Fire is is it that one? I don't know. I think so. I don't think he's acted. Did he direct Space Cowboys? Yes, of course he did. Come on, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> don't you see? You don't see Eastwood stamp all over it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Eastwood signature styles all over Space Cowboys. Did he direct Bridges of Madison County? Yeah, he did, right? All right, well, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Trouble with the Curve comes out September 21st, so I'm pretty sure you can, like, double that with Dread 3D, because that'll be, like, really entertaining. <laughs> Perfect double feature. Perfect one. Um, yeah, okay, so that's uh, movie trailer talk. I guess that means we can move on to our review of The Lawless. It's impressive. I respect you, Bon Rest. You want more of this stuff? As much as you can bring me. That's $2,000. Minus my commission. Look at you, swanning around like you're Al Capone. They say in town you're looking for someone to help out around the place. Well, Mr. Bondrin, do I get the job? Seems you've been involved in certain illegal activities. There's a new special deputy. You've been brought in from the city. Wants to work it out so everybody can do some business. That's all. I'm the one who's going to make your life real difficult from now on if you don't toe the line, country boy. I'm a bonderon. We don't lay down for nobody. Those men that attacked you, they work for dangerous people. There's a feeling around these parts that these bonderons is indestructible. Do you mean immortal? <laughs> Any idea what a Thompson submachine gun does to a mortal? We are survivors. We control the fear. But without the fear, we are all as good as dead. Okay, so that should have been some of the trailer for the movie Lawless, which is based on a true story. Uh, this is the story of three bootlegging brothers, the Bondurants, played by uh, Tom Hardy, Jason Clark, and Shia LaBeouf. Uh, their business is threatened when a corrupt Chicago lawman, played by Guy Pierce, attempts to kind of force them into paying him off for all the protection fees and what have you. And this kind of creates a rift between the Bondurants and the law. And uh, nothing gets easier for anybody <laughs> and, and because of this, which includes um, Jessica Chastain, who's come in to work as a bartender in the Bondurants. You know, their 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 legitimate business that they have going on, along with their bootlegging. And... Um, but man, we're following Shia LaBeouf around as he kind of ascends into manhood. And, um, of course, Tommy Gunn, Blast, and hijinks ensue. So, let's start with Alan. What did you think of Lawless? I liked it. I didn't love it. But I really enjoyed it. There were a couple moments in the film where I was like, really? Um, but no, I enjoyed it. I liked the feel of it. I liked the look of it. I liked the dialogue. I liked the direction. Um, I just don't think it really worked to, to in a level where I thought it was the best movie this year, um, 
but it was cool. I, I do like the attention to the detail. I do like the kind of somber tone that went through the film with little little bursts of happiness with the Shia LaBeouf uh, character in the Mia Wakakaska Kaska. Um, that was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I enjoyed all that, but I just it didn't really tie itself together. It was a huge ensemble cast, but I think Hill Code's better with a singular vision or at least a smaller vision like the proposition or the road. Um, he just has a lot of things going on and it's kind of hard to focus when I wanted more of the, the guy Pierce character, you kind of focus more on another character. I really didn't care about. And the Gary Oldman, um, mobster character kind of didn't need to be in the film at all. Abe. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, uh, kind of there too. I, I liked it. I didn't really love it. And I think mostly because it seemed a little bit scattered in terms of a lot of story threads that, that uh, I didn't, some of them cared for, some of them I didn't. And, Again, there were some characters in here, side characters, that kind of really don't go any, anywhere, and some of those were the most interesting characters. I also really like the screen presence of Guy Pierce. Um, he's such a, like, a, he's like an OCD maniac and also incredibly, like, just a jerk in this film that it, it kind of comes off as uh, overacting, maybe, but I just found it to be really entertaining. There, again, there are some aspects that I liked about it, and there are mostly aspects that I would just was kind of like, are, are we just gonna do this? Like, can we go on to some more interesting characters? So, overall, it was okay. I didn't think that it was uh, the most coherent story, but you know, it seems to be like a, an adaptation of a book. So, I guess I can't fault it for that. Yeah, uh, Mark, what did you what did you think? Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what Abe just said about there's some there's a lot of or there's some things I like about it, and then there's a whole lot of others that I don't. Um, I think while the film admirably attempted to depict that the filth and grim desperation of prohibition era Virginia, I think lawless is trying to be more than the sum of its parts. It come, it comes off uh, formulaic and uneven. Maybe is the best way to say it. Um, the performances of Chastain, Oldman and Harley are all great. And that, that was probably my, my favorite parts, but they're just very underused. Uh, and there's more story with Shia and Wasikowska's character that I was I was kind of less interested in what was going on there and uh, would rather have seen more of the other three. So uh, I was a bit disappointed with it. Yeah, I um, it's all on the same page of Alan, basically. I think the movie is is decent enough. It does a lot of good things, but it has some things that are kind of mediocre. Um, I think, for one, Tom Hardy's great in this movie. That, like, hands down, he's great in this film. Um, I love the uh, I love the um, <laughs> the character he's created and how the kind of the myth about him kind of plays into the film and what he goes through. It's all very interesting to me. I was just upset that he's not the main character because we have right we have um yeah we have Shia LaBeouf who's like I don't think he's necessarily bad in this film, but I think when you're comparing him to people like Tom Hardy or even Jessica mm-hmm. Chastain, he you know yep. he doesn't he kind of pales again. Yeah, Guy Pierce is for sure. He uh, you know somewhat pales in comparison because you're following this character yeah. who's not that inter- not as interesting as the others and and has you know the most familiar plot beats like everything of all the other characters is kind of fun to watch his story has it follows kind of a generic plot route where you're like okay he's trying to become a man and he has a love interest that doesn't need to be in this movie at all and just these these things that happen just kind of not necessarily slow the film down i don't think the film moves badly i just think it uh it's not, it's not as most interesting when you're focusing on Lviv's character. 
But no, I don't. I don't think he has similar plot bleeds. I don't know any other character in filmdom that was that freaked out about getting his feet washed. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know. I think the only thing I can think about is Donnie Brasco, but that's only because he's a wire. I well, what just... about what about Jesus in the Passion of the Christ? Was there some foot washing going on in that? That was an uncomfortable moment. I can't remember. What about or, or Scorsese's <laughs> version as well? well <laughs> right. you know you're right. You're right. But, so I think I think we. So you're saying that. so you're saying Shia LaBeouf is the new Jesus. All right, you're, you're quoted. Well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure also the Flanders <laughs> and the Flanders is they they take in Herb, uh, Homer's half brother and wash his feet before. He... <laughs> See, we've all, we've done this all before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> clear, clear, clearly, you you've counted out all the classic feet washing scenes of cinema and TV. <laughs> I must I must not be thinking about you. Right, I am so wrong. But anyway, First, and, from Tarantino movie. Any uh, yeah, literally, yeah, the feet fetish that Tarantino has. But any, anyway, to get get away from that for a second um yeah the uh the, the uh yeah the I t- oh, wait i changed my mind i want my legacy to be side tracker there you go side tracker <laughs> you could derail any conversation that yeah. alan aguilera <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the movie yeah overall i was i was i was warm enough too because i find i did think it was entertaining actually i i thought i thought it was an entertaining film i just think it when you're comparing other to it to other John Hillcoat films like The Proposition of the Road, while it is lighter in tone, like you're certainly not walking away feeling like, you know, afterwards, I think the movie does benefit from being an entertaining feature, just not one right. that's going to position itself into, you know, the award season. It's one that works on a level of, hey, I'm seeing 20s gangsters battle each other with Tommy guns and, you know, yeah. some lightheartedness involving cause base, the basic, you know, character relationships and Guy Pierce, who's like, a hoot in this movie, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> mixed with really dirty violence. Like the violence in this movie is not like it's not it's not glamorized in any sense, except for maybe like the one minute scene with Gary Oldman at the beginning, where it's like, oh yeah, Tommy Guns are cool. But after that, like the violence is pretty rough. Yeah, I think the the thing that threw me off the most about what to think about the film was the comedy elements of it, and or I guess the humor elements of it. And I was kind of taken aback because I was thinking to myself, oh wow, you know, the road is pretty serious and the proposition is pretty serious, but I'm kind of, is this a comedy? Is this like a play on like dark comedy? Or, and so, but I, I think that they worked. Um, it's just more of, it kind of made me think, I don't really know what to take away with from this, uh, the, the overall feeling of this film, especially like the ending kind of, kind of makes me feel that way too. Uh, but uh, I think we all had a problem with like, the side character thing. I I really wish that Gary Oldman's character was in it more. Yeah, I was surprised uh, that okay, Gary Oldman's yeah. like third build in the credits for this movie. He's in this movie for maybe five minutes. He's in this movie for and, he's movie, he's, but he's, he's excellent in those five he minutes. He is, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. He's, he's in the movie less than Liam Neeson's in Battleship. Like he's not, he's not in this movie. <laughs> that is true. I, and yeah, but I mean, Gary Oldman is Gary Oldman, so he's you know he's gonna do his thing. But yeah, I wish. What's what's weird is like not only is he not in this movie, but there's no real wrap up to his character. Like he's introduced like, at pretty epically. Like he's introduced like, like a legend. Like he comes in this movie blasting Tommy Gunn's like oh man this guy's not you don't want to mess with him then he comes in later on in the movie and you're like all right so yeah he did this and that's it like there's no like closure to his character he doesn't like factor into the final act at all like I thought he might have it just kind of disappears from this movie which is like okay so you thought that he was going to have something to do with the end of the movie I I thought that that seemed like a possibility but I didn't I didn't think he was just not going to be in the movie anymore after a certain point I didn't think that right you could they could have almost replaced how are we allowed to do spoilers or no I no, I wouldn't go too. Far. Okay, you can spoil yeah, me. Then, the, well, then I won't say what uh, where I think they could have used him in the end instead of a different group of people that come. 
Is that too far? <laughs> no, 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 that's that's fine. No, that's okay. fine. Just saying. Okay, makes sense. I think they could have they could have used him there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk more about Tom Hardy because I want to yeah, yeah, how yeah. great he is in this movie. Tom Hardy, he, he makes cardigans look tough. <laughs> yes. He does. Yeah. <laughs> he also still looks like he's got his bulk from Warrior and yeah. the Dark Knight. I know. Rises. I know. This was made, this was made around the same time he was making. He was doing Dark Knight Rises. That's why he has the the bulk on. I think it was right before. Right before it was, like, it was probably it's either way he's like building up the bulk for Dark Knight Rises, you know, around it. But yeah, for sure he's he hasn't slimmed down in a while between this the warrior and the Dark Knight Rises for sure. But all this said, Tom Hardy's great in this movie. Like everything he does, I'm like transfixed by. And it's weird because he's like both like being incredibly violent when he's you know has to deal with that, but even in like his more stoic or quiet moments where he's just kind of reacting to things, where he's staring at people, like everything about him is interesting in this movie. Right. I mean, this is the part where uh, someone gets into bed with him, and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has like both like the most violent movie movements in this movie and the most like hilarious moments in this movie. <laughs> he's like really. It's funny because he's like really, really kind of like gentle and sweet. I almost like, like with the Jessica Chastain character with him, it's he's like a pit bull. He's really aggressive but very protective. Or yeah. he can be very gentle and sweet and very passive with certain people, but you start crossing him and you start crossing the people he loves, um, he won't, he won't let go. Here it is. As long as you are my brother, you will never let this happen again. Do you I understand? I don't think you do. What if I can't? I'm not built like you, Howard. I ain't never been like you. It's all right. Jack, it is not the violence that sets man apart. All right, it is the distance that he is prepared to go. Yeah, so. he almost has just like a flash of madness when he's in his, his moment. And I, I think it was a few scenes where he, after he got done beating somebody, he would just say, all right, then, and then just kind of walk away. You know, it's kind of interesting. Like, he just came back to down to earth. Yeah, it's almost like, I think with Lawless and a couple other movies recently, it's almost this idea of this very quiet, stoic, like in Drive, you're very quiet, you're stoic, but once you flip that on switch, uh, it just goes straight to violence. And I don't know if that's, like, commentary on a modern male with what we want to be or how we want to picture ourselves. This very quiet man who can command a room, but the second you... you cross us or the people we love, we start breaking down. And I've noticed that's been a trend lately. And I think, I don't know, I think it's an interesting character study, but it's almost the next couple times they do it, it's really going to lose its luster. I don't know. I think it depends on the effectiveness of the film. Yeah. Because if they make Corky Romano 2, I don't think it's going to (laughs) work. Or (laughs) Bass. Yeah. I'm just saying. CIA informant now, not FBI. Mm -hmm. I hear it's going to be a crossover with the Master of Disguise. But um, huh? any, anyway, um, what, what do we think of Corky, uh, Corky. What, what do we think of John Hillcoat's direction in this film? Uh, I liked it, except he made some weird choices. Um, just too glaring. It's not really. I don't know if it's spoilery. There's a scene where a character's holding a doe, a baby deer. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. Just... Where I because I we we saw this movie together and I basically said, "Oh, fuck her." Like that's. Yeah. It was just heavy-handed. <laughs> and then the scene. There's a scene where um, Shia LaBeouf. Is driving and then it intercuts with like a scene of horses like running. 
Yeah. Or galloping. Yes. Um, yeah. I, uh, that's that. Yeah. Fin too. Yeah. It's uh, sorry. Yeah. I cause I like John, like I, I like John Hillcoat's work as a director, like his previous films. And um, I was, it, it, it was like how he, he was just very unsubtle with this movie, which seemed like odd mm-hmm. to me. It makes me want. Seems like his first movie instead of his third movie. It makes you know? me. That's actually very. That's something I thought of actually quite a bit when I was watching. It was like this feels like a movie that like he'd be making for the first time, where he, and then being able to follow it up. But it almost seems like he's gone in reverse. Like he's got to do uh-huh. like the. He's got to do this like this movie, which is kind of like fairly generic overall, even though it has good things in it. Then you then you do like the road, where it's like it's based off a book, so it has some kind of notoriety or whatever. And then he does his own personal movie that he's been wanting to do for years, which is the proposition. Like, but instead we've gone reverse order. <laughs> so, but yeah, so it's, it's strange the directorial choices he made where he has things like that are like just not subtle in terms of how he's portraying these, these things in shots. That said, the movie's beautiful. Like it looks great. Mm-hmm. Like I love the, I love this period setting in general. Like I love twenties, thirties gangster kind of movies. And I love the idea of setting this kind of movie in a rural environment. Like that's neat to me. And I was happy that, you know, it does look good. It's a good, it's a well photographed movie getting beyond some of the camera choices that he made or shots that he made. Yeah. And if, and if you're on the fence about whether you should see it or not, there is a Jessica Chastain scene that, uh, might make uh, a difference. Yes. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get to Jessica. Ch- Thank you, Mark. Let's get to do it. Not going to lie. That was great. <laughs> it's a good scene. Let's get to Jessica Chastain. What did we think of her in this movie? Cause I think it'd go either way on how much you appreciated yeah. her performance. She can do no wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, from the little from the little I've seen of her so far, she's just outstanding in everything. Um, and, and like you mentioned, she she plays more of a you know woman on the run, unhappy uh, care type character. But I mean everything she does, I just she like Tom Hardy or maybe even like a Gosling or Fassbender. Anything these people make, I'm gonna be there to see because they're just fascinating to watch. They say in town you're looking for someone to help out around the place. Is that position still vacant? Forgive me for asking, but, um, what's a lady like you want here? City can grind a girl down. Gets to a point where you start looking for somewhere quiet. So I'm on board with her all the way. I think she was good. I think it was kind of a little bit of a one-note performance, except for a little, like, burst, but it was great. I I liked her on screen. Yeah, I definitely liked her screen presence as well. I, I just think that it was just... It's kind of awkward. There's, like, a, a tense moment toward the uh, the climax of the film, and I was just kind of curious as to the dialogue choices. So I'm not sure. But, yeah, I, I liked her performance. Yeah, I would agree as well, because I... I think she gets a lot. She she does a lot with a little. Like she doesn't. She, yeah. There's a lot of moments where she's just not talking in this movie, and I feel like that could be irritating to some. But I feel like for me that worked. Like I I was able to kind of gather everything I needed to know about her within like the first few moments, and and then some like scattered lines here and there, kind of added on to what she is, who she is, and I liked her. I think she was. Like I think they went with a less is more approach for her character, and I think it worked right. for the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely more of a subtle performance where you're almost more just watching her movements than listening to her speak. You know, she had the help, which was more of a, you know, loud kind of character. And then, like, you know, The Tree of Life, this this does tie in more to that film, uh, where she's just more a presence than she is a character. And I think uh, that's what's fun to watch with her in this one. Now, the same can't be said for Mia Wasikowska, I don't think. I don't... 
I don't think she's. Know? I don't think she's necessarily bad. I just think there's no reason for her to be in this movie, and I think she, right, she yeah, drags yeah. it down. Mark had mentioned that earlier too, and I was just thinking to myself, yeah, that's exactly what I thought too. I, I, I'm not too sure exactly what the purpose of this. I, I know what the purpose of the storyline is between Shia Beef Boof Foof uh, and <laughs> Mia is, but it just took away from more interesting things of the brothers, the moon shining. The, the law guys, and for, for example, I mean, I think that you don't see Guy Pierce for an extended period of time, um, and that kind of just, for me, I felt as though it was just a, kind of like a, a wash, it, or it didn't propel the story to where I wanted it to go, so, you know, she's not bad, she's not terrible, but it's just not necessary. It's not her, yeah, it's just the part, the role, it's just, yeah, it takes some time in this movie where I'm like, why can't I see more Gary Oldman? Like, why can't I see that? Abe, did you notice who played Cricket? Yes, yeah, it was, I was going to be like, dude, he should just use his superpowers. Yeah, the Andrew from the film Chronicle, the character Andrew from Chronicle, mm-hmm. plays this character named Cricket, who um, is basically, he's kind of a simpleton in the Bond. Like, is he is he like the cousin? Is that what he is? Or is he I just think a he's friend? their cousin or something like that, yeah. he lives on the property yeah. with them. Yeah, he, he kind of helps out with the bootlegging operation going on with the Bondurants, and he's in this movie, and I mean, he was fine, like, it was just funny, it's like, oh, Andrew's here, all right, that's neat. Small and I think that his performance, like, he gave a pretty good performance. Uh, yeah, I would say so, yeah. for what he has to do. Yeah. And he plays, like, a person who had rickets, and he does it pretty well. It's pretty convincing. Uh, let's talk about Guy Pierce. We haven't mentioned Guy Pierce at all, who's wonderfully over the top of this movie. <laughs> Guy, Guy Pierce plays the kind of corrupt shot. He's the villain. He played in. He's very much the villain. He. He's so villain. How did villain is he? He's so villain that he he'll, he he does bad things in this movie that are horrible. And what guy period? He plays like plays a very like immaculately dressed person. He likes to keep himself very clean, despite the fact that he's happy to like just be able to pound the crap out of people. And everything about like his accent, the way he has his hair like completely like blackened and parted down the middle to like a science like it's ridiculous but i really enjoyed guy pierce in this movie it was maybe if the movie was darker in tone then it would maybe be too much because he's so cartoony but i think that yeah. the the humor in this movie or like at least the the, the light-hearted elements in the, in the movie counter like counterbalanced it enough where guy pierce worked overall for me yeah guy pierce is just he's crazy in this movie and i literally mean that it's just you're right. At first, I was thinking his hair is really black, and then later you you see him just dyeing it, and then uh, <laughs> his his part in the middle is not really just a, a normal part. It's actually it's like a huge, quite wide. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, his dialogue is just really funny because he's he's just calling everyone a rube. He he thinks that people in West or in Virginia don't know like how things are done. He's he's thinking, oh wow, you know, you don't know what invincible means. And there's a feeling around these parts that. Forrest Bondurant is different than other folks. Different? Indestructible. (laughs) Do you mean immortal? (laughs) (laughs) Shit, you hicks are a sideshow into yourselves. (laughs) Sheriff, you any idea what a Thompson submachine gun does to a mortal? Well... This ain't Chicago. You can't just shoot him. Do that, people around here will string us up from a tree. Do I look stupid to you? He's so uh, outlandish, and he's he's the city folk, if you will, and it just makes it incredibly... Like, it's, a, it's a captivating performance, uh, and I kind of wish that I could have seen more of his, 
his stuff, even though he kind of goes off the rails and becomes a huge jerk, uh, which I didn't like. But he's he's a threatening guy. There's a scene with uh, him <laughs> and one of the brothers. A huge, and a huge jerk. Yeah. <laughs> he's not coming to my birthday party. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that would send you a card with, like, nothing in it, just, like, happy birthday, <laughs> Guy Pierce. But, uh, yeah, there's a scene where he's, uh, he's uh, having an altercation with the, one of the characters, and I was actually pretty uh, tightly wound up in that scene because I didn't really know where it was going to go. Um, so it was pretty good performance. I'll say this. If that scene ended a certain, a different way, this movie would have been amazing. I think, like, that would have been a huge... Yeah, like, I, I think I have a feeling of what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that would have been a... That would have, like, thrown a huge, like, a huge, like, thing in the machine just stopped it dead and be like, whoa, this is the movie we're watching? All right. Like, that would have been crazy. I mean, that makes me want to see that version of the movie now. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that it might go down that road. Like, what uh, if it did but, that? That's such a... Oh, I don't yeah. know we're being so teasy about what it could have been, but if people, people that have seen this movie, I think I have an idea of, like, what if it did that? Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of uh, the, the middle brother, uh, Jason Howard? Clark Jason Howard. Clark. Uh, yeah. I wish he got more development, but that said, I liked... I, I enjoy just knowing what he means when he's in... But then again, he's also kind of like... It's kind of, well, no, because I guess he's just off the chains all the time, as opposed to Tom Hardy, who's like only off the chains when he needs to be. So, yeah, there's a great part uh, where these two uh, sheriff guys come out and they talk to they, they talk to uh, Tom Hardy, and Tom Hardy is like, "Have you met my brother Howard?" And for a second there, I was thinking to myself, "I think that somebody's walking up the stairs, like in the theater." Yeah, uh, yeah, the sound, the yeah, out. <laughs> And then later I realized, oh, that's clever the way that they did that in the film because he just comes bursting out. The uh, soundtrack by Nick Cave, who also wrote the film, um, I enjoyed it. I like. I mean, it helps that Nick Cave's, you know, a very good musician. But um, I, I was happy. I liked the tone that it brought to the film. I liked the uh, various tracks. I was digging it. I was kind of thrown off by it, actually. You thought so? Do you think it was too modern? The lyrical tracks. Yeah, the lyrical tracks I was kind of thrown off with. I was like... Uh, I guess it's like southerny, folky, but then the uh, the instrumental stuff. I, I was down with that, so I was kind of mixed on the on soundtrack. I like I like the bringing the kind of more modern sensibility into it. It, it just kind of it kind of gave it a its own identity. Did you stay to the end to listen to the Willie Nelson song? I didn't. I left. Okay. The uh hey. the audio cut out on ours because there was a Q and A on our screening, but uh oh, so, cool. so they brought it down. But I did I did get the soundtrack actually, so I've I've heard okay, the yeah. Willie Nelson song. Yeah, that's, uh, it's it's decent. I mean, there's uh, there's talk already about possible Oscar push because he's only been nominated once, and you know he's a country icon. And with the Weinstein's being behind this film, and and it's a possibility. Yeah, they pretty much get what they want when it comes to Oscar. Oh, and that said, uh, uh, you, uh, you want to yeah. you want to talk about the uh, the Oscars song thing that happened? I know there's a yeah. Oh, the, the Oscars song. Well, that category has had all sorts of controversy around it for years of what qualifies and whatnot. If you remember last year, they only had two nominees. And really, you know, the one that everybody was expecting from the Muppets, that uh, uh, Life's a Happy Song, wasn't even one of the the choices. So um, they've kind of tweaked the rules a little bit on that. It still seems like there's going to be some controversy around it, but at least now we have a for sure five nominees. Yeah, that's nice. I don't... So that's so that's pretty nice. At least uh, that'll help include something that might have been on the bubble last year. The way they did it before was a certain scoring system to where if it didn't receive a certain score or higher on average, it, they didn't have to have 
more than two nominated. So last year apparently they hated the the selection. So, but now we'll have at least five. Of which there were so many good selections last year. It was just annoying. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, right. yeah. So that's yeah. that's cool. Right. Yeah, I'm looking at. Yeah. I, and I'm, yeah. I, now I need to find out if Oogie Loves has a song in it that <laughs> can have potentially be nominated, but we'll, we'll see. Oh, my lord. Um, anything else regarding Lawless? Uh, it looks like we're all kind of like, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I admit it, but, uh, right. Well, I I had a lot of expectations for it because mm-hmm. it's all – I really like the book. Um, and I should say the uh, the film is based off – yes, it's based off a true story, which is based on a book, The Wettest County in the County? County? What is County in the World? What is County in the World by Matt Bondurant, who's a rel- he's a distant relative of the the original Bondurant brothers, um, the grandson of I believe Labeef's character. I think so. Um, I just I don't know. I just I had a lot of expectations for it because it's something I really wanted to do. Like in my head of me making a movie, like this was something that was my wheelhouse, and it just didn't really live up to my expectations in that way. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. So it was almost a mild disappointment. Yeah. My final thought is just uh, when I realized that the direction was, the, not the direction of the director, but the direction of the film was moving toward this being a personal story for one of the characters that I was least interested in, that kind of took me out of the movie. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the same thing. I, if, if the story would have focused a little more on some of the other characters that it kind of uses as a side story, I think we might have seen something a little bit better, but nonetheless, it was still entertaining enough to set through. All right. Cricket was more fascinating than <laughs> Charlie Buff. <laughs> there goes another chat right there. All right, so um, <laughs> I think that'll do it then for our review of all of each We'll try to rate the movie now, each weekend out now. We try to rate films based on when you should go and see them, and we have a scale that goes from IMAX to theater, dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, or just kind of forget about it. So on that scale, um, Alan, where would you put that film? Probably dollar theater. Abe? I'd say Netflix. Mark? Yeah, Netflix is probably where I would recommend this one as well. I'd stick with dollar theater as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's our uh, that's our thoughts on Lawless. Uh, we'll kind of come back to it right now because we're going to do a little movie callback. Callback, callback, callback. And this is where we discuss a couple <laughs> films that relate in some way to the main feature of the week. And um, so, yeah, Alan, you have any movies that come to mind while you're watching uh, Lawless? Uh, yes. I, well, Tree of Life because of Chastain, uh, Dark Knight Rises and because of Gordon and Bane. I had a callback to Last Man Standing, the Bruce Willis movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I kept thinking, and all I kept thinking about was, "Wow, Boardwalk Empire comes out in two weeks." Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Boardwalk. I was like, "Oh, that's gonna be really cool." There was that, and then obviously little thing like Guy Pier- the other Guy Pierce roles in The Road and Proposition, and kind of how that worked out. Oh, and a little bit of assassination of Jesse James. See, I thought Jesse James too. That's on my list. Yeah, because I thought a little bit of that because Nick Cave was actually in that movie for a little bit, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, just that kind of stuff. I'll go for mine. Yeah, the proposition came up. Jesse James came up. Didn't mean I thought of films that were better, but uh, Miller's. I thought of Miller's Crossing as well, just because I really love that time period. And Miller's Crossing, for people that haven't seen that movie, that's one of the Coen Brothers' earlier works. It's like the fourth movie, third, third movie they did. Um, that movie is fantastic. Miller's Crossing. It's yeah. underrated in their canon, I'd say. But uh, and you know, Coen Brothers have made some really great movies. Uh, I was about Dick Tracy just because I thought Guy Pierce was almost like cartoony enough where he could fit as in like one of the one of the uh, Dick Tracy villains. He could be like part hair, something like that. 
<laughs> and uh, let's see. I thought Badlands, just because kind of the, the rural setting and kind of what was going on there, and some of the imagery. And uh, The Road to Perdition came to mind as well. Uh, yeah, basically all films are better than this movie. <laughs> Yeah, one of the ones that came to mind for me is one of the best movies of all time, so I don't mean to compare it uh, quality-wise, but I, I thought it had a lot of ties to, like, The Godfather, yeah. where, you know, it's a family in crime where the youngest brother is being held out of the show until he proves himself on his own and then kind of, you know, leads them to, you know, without, I don't, don't mean to do too many spoilers on that, but where the youngest brother kind of, you know, makes a move after being held back. Um, another one more recently than that would be Public Enemies um, with uh, Johnny Depp. Just kind of the same era and the romance going on between Marion Cotillard and Johnny Depp. Well, uh, Christian Bale, who is pretty much the opposite end of the spectrum that Guy Pierce's character is. Yeah, most straight-laced guy there is. <laughs> Hunting him down and whatnot. So those were the two that I kind of thought of while watching it. Yeah, not going to lie, I actually... Uh, thought of got the Godfather as well, but I just didn't want to bring that up because the Godfather is so much better, um, <laughs> and mostly because like yeah, you have the hothead first son. Right. I think it's like it kind of switches because uh, I almost got the feeling of Vito being you know Shia because I can do it, I'm smart, and it's just like no man, stay out of this Fre- stuff. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Fredo, yeah, being Fredo. But uh, uh, the other movie I thought of was uh, Four Brothers because of the. Uh, that weird aspect of, oh, man, we got to watch out for each other kind of thing. I like Four Brothers, by the way. I like I it, really too. I like that movie. <laughs> Andre 3000 is great in it. Um, and, uh, How is it that every other time I'm on the show, you guys always mention Four Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> is Mark Wahlberg a fan of the show now? <laughs> Friend of the show now? <laughs> no. Not yet. Okay. Um, yeah, so... It'll happen, though. <laughs> It'll happen, yeah. My legacy is Gary Hedlund. Uh, yeah, so Four Brothers. Okay. And The Godfather, I guess. So what is this movie called, The Godfather? <laughs> Did that come out like, a couple years ago? Or? It's a little indie drama. Oh, boy. It stars uh, like, it? Alfred Pac- Did they, Pac- did they make it stars based out- on... Stars who? Oh, Alfred Pacino, uh, James King, okay. um, Robert Duvall. Uh, so did they, did they make it based off the success of The Departed? Arlen Brando Wayne's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. actually directed by, like... Uh, uh, Martin Scorsese's understudy. Yeah, Frankie, Frankie okay. Cooks. Or lazy. Okay. So it was like, it was like, based, it was like, inspired by like, American Gangster and stuff, right? Yeah, American Gangsters. Oh, okay, I think I know about this, okay. Yeah. Okay, and a little bit of smoking Aces. actually cameo in it. Yeah, Den- oh, okay. Den- Denzel Perseus, I think it's scored by the RZA. Oh, good, good. Okay, I'm so excited. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's not, let's kind of keep that going. Uh, that's, yeah, that, that's our, we call back. Let's uh, move on to box office. <laughs> um, uh, each week we try to go over our box office results and predictions. We didn't make any predictions last week because we didn't really have a regular episode last week, and we figured why try. Uh, I think we just kind of forgot about it. Well, we did box office so early, that's why we didn't do anything. Yeah, but also we were... Yeah, we didn't even know we were going to talk about this. this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, The Possession came in number one. Movie sucks, guys. Um, <laughs> came in with $17 million. Uh, Lawless came in number two with nine. Expendables 2, still making money, I guess, 8 million. Born Legacy, uh, 7. Paranorman, 6 million. Nice for Paranorman, still staying in there. Uh, Timothy Green, Dark Knight Rises, Campaign. Obama's America and Hope Springs are rounding out the top 10. Uh, Premium Rush, unfortunately bombing out of theaters. Uh, they're not rushing really? Yeah, that said, it only debuted at 8th place last week, and it only dropped like 35%, so that's not bad. 
And if that movie, if that movie debuted higher, that means it would have stayed in longer. Just saying, because it's not that the movie's bad; it's that not enough people are seeing it. Because that movie's fun. We had a lot of fun watching that. Movie. Yeah, we had a fun with it. Yeah. So, but what, what place is it now? It's an eleven. Okay. Out of the top ten. So I should go watch Premier. It's Black. a fun movie. I recommend. Yeah. You got really high pitched there. <laughs> because it's a fun movie. <laughs> Michael Shannon does his best. Michael Shannon's amazing in that movie. He's so good. Yeah. He's a better villain than I liked him more than than I like Guy Pierce in this movie. That's true. Um, okay. So do you think it's gonna be? Do you think he'll be up for an Academy Award? Obviously, Mark? obviously. Okay. Like, <laughs> on my radar. For, He's Michael Shannon. I, yeah, Michael. It's Michael Shannon, guys. Best supporting actor. I see it coming right now. Uh, put that in award circuit. Mark, uh, <laughs> I'll keep him on my radar. <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna really promote that cat, that cat, that cat campaign for him. Um, okay, so let's move on now to oh, what do we, what do we have here? What time is it? Oh, is it is it that time? That time for some games? Oh yeah, it's a uh, it's game time. We haven't done games in a while. <laughs> or, um, yeah. Let's, uh... Okay, let's do, let's do some alternate movie titles. Alright. Okay, there's three of you. This should be challenging. Alternate movie titles is the game where I have a list of movie titles that are... I've, I've created alternate versions of them, and you have to figure out what these movies are. Um, Abe is quite good at this game, but I've tried to make them tougher, so between the three of you, we'll see who can get these. You guys all ready? You're going yeah. down, Abe. Okay, I like that. There we go. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> All right, here's the first one. The guy who was no longer around. The man who wasn't there. The man who wasn't there. Mark <laughs> Dunstan is bringing his A game. I tried to warn you. I tried to warn you. Okay, here's the next one. Another day plus 60 minutes. Tomorrow in a day? Tomorrow in an hour? No. Another twenty, another forty-eight hours. <laughs> oh, 25th hour. Twenty-fifth hour. Twenty fifth hour, Alan. Alan. Twenty fifth hour. Twenty fifth hour. Oh. hour. <laughs> Boom. Alan Aguilar is up. What's up? Four. What's up? All right, here we go. Oh, it's on. Oh, this one's terrible. I forgot I wrote this one. He's certainly not outside. Inside, Inside man. Inside man. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those so You just both get points. Abe gets nothing. Okay, so <laughs> here we go. Good work. Enigma people. Mystery men? Mystery men is correct. Oh, oh, wow. Johnson's bringing it today. Here we go. Okay. Woo. Here's the last one if that, if Mark gets it. We'll see. We'll, go, we'll see what we can do here. The final person upright. Last man standing. Last Mark. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Mark Johnson. <laughs> completely demolished the competition. I don't want to... I don't want to brag, but I'm the greatest board game player of all time. Oh my god, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta fly over to Southern California and have part, be part of our game nights that I have. Okay, here we go. Let's do let's do some ABCs of movies. That's good. Okay, ABCs of movies is where we go down the list of the ABCs and name a corresponding movie one at a time. So I would start A for Alien, Abe would go B for I don't know Breakfast Club, and so on. Okay, that's how they isn't it the uh, Breakfast Club? Is yeah. is it the Breakfast Club? I think it's the breakfast club. Okay, which well, yes, that would be favorite. against the rules because we cannot use the the unless it's the letter T. Oh, so really? That is the trick of this game that you must remember. You can't use the unless it is letter T. Yeah, it's the. So breakfast. not the A team. Exactly. I can't. Yeah, you have to. Okay. Use, yeah, you have to use a movie. What about 
Disney's Alice in Wonderland. No, no that doesn't count either. Okay, so as no, always, we'll, I just pick favorites. As always, we'll go in out. Al- we'll go in alphabetical order. So myself, then Abe, then Alan, then Mark. Do we all understand how this game is played? Yes. Do yes. they have to? Do they have to connect to the previous one somehow? No, no. Just no. have to be no. a movie that has the right no. letter of the alphabet. Okay. And of course, time is necessary. So you know, take yeah. too long, you're out. Okay. Here we go. ABC's of movies. I'm going to start. A is for Alien Three. B is for Brave. C Cocoon. D is for Deep Blue Sea. E is for Enigma. That's a movie. F, F is for Fargo. G is for Ghostbusters. H is for House on Haunted Hill. Igby Goes Down. J is for Jumanji. Hold on, wait. Is it The House on Haunted Hill? No, it's House on Haunted Hill. Right. What'd you say, J? J is for Jumanji. Right, it is. K is for Killing Them Softly. I'll allow it. Uh, what? L. Wait, what? I'll allow it. It's not out yet, but I'll allow it. Oh, okay. I have a. I know it's like go for it. L is for lawless. Heyo. Heyo. <laughs> Memento. Um, N is for Nightwatch. O is for O. <laughs> I love wow. using that. Uh, P is for people like us. Quantum of Solace. R is for... <laughs> You're out, because that took way too much for R. Okay. okay, now do I jump on R or do I do Yeah, that? you jump on R. Real steel. Uh, S is for Superman, the movie. Nice. The, the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Underworld. Uh, v for Vendetta. Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. X-Men. Young Frankenstein. Zardoz. <laughs> Back to A. Uh, okay. Uh, Australia. Uh, let's see. Beverly Hills Cop. Caddyshack. <laughs> um, double Indemnity. Uh, let's see. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, it's me. Um, uh, Frankenweenie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. Allow it. Um, go and be gone. I'm on H. Happy Feet. Um, I Robot. Jaws. King Kong. No, no. Uh, Limitless. Oh, uh, and Mystery Men. Never say never again. <laughs> One for the money. <laughs> Public enemies. Joy. Uh, uh, I got nothing. <laughs> you, I don't know. I got nothing. For oh, it's me. Um, uh, quick silver. <laughs> that a movie? Yes. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. Yep, right? It's the, the, yeah. the other bike movie. <laughs> Resident Evil. Um, Stardust. Transformers. Uh, what am I on? T. You. You. Yuli's Gold. Victor Victoria. Um, women in trouble. <laughs> That's a red Xan- pull. Right? <laughs> um, Xanadu. Uh, you've got mail. Zathura. Okay, let's do numbers. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, oh okay. All right, Dick. I think you won. <laughs> two for the money. <laughs> there is no two for the money. Yeah, there is. We've got a. 
There was also two F by C, that Dennis Leary one, right? Isn't that you can? I, yeah, I can do numbered games for days. It's fun. Okay, I win, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I wasn't ready for numbers. I was like, okay. I had to, keep, okay. I had to speed the game up. Keep it going. I wasn't ready for numbers either. <laughs> I was ready Next for this. Next time you'll be ready. Next time we'll just go straight to numbers after we get to Z. I was, I, you know, if you if we got up to three ten, that would have been fine. Or okay. three ten. Name it all. I don't, don't want to ruin the game for next time. All right. Okay. So let's let's move on to what we're going to talk about next week. We have no idea. <laughs> um, next week. Yeah, next week the uh, the words comes out with B coops, uh, <laughs> fan, fan favorite B coops. But I don't think we're going to talk about the words, which I think I see on Tuesday actually. Um, and I think there's something called the cold light of day with future Superman, Henry Cavill and Bruce Willis coming out, but I don't know about that one. The Superman curse has already struck Henry Cavill. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're at a loss right now. We might talk about Record 3, which all recently came out, and if you haven't seen the Record movies, the Spanish zombie films, they're quite good, and the first two are especially good. So that's kind of in wide release. I guess um, VHS also came out on video on demand, which I have seen, and Abe might see that. We might go to talk about that movie, another horror film. It's like an anthology found footage movie, which is interesting. Or we don't want to talk about something completely different. I have no idea what we'll talk about next week, but we'll figure something out and maybe update accordingly. Um, that's oh. happening anyway. What we like because we like to give our audience as many episodes as possible. For- <laughs> Speaking of which, we have something very special planned. For a very special 25th anniversary. Yeah, yeah we have something uh, else coming out that we're also going to be doing this week. Oh my god. I forgot. Yeah, it's going to be a packed week. Yeah, it is. We'll figure it out and we'll update accordingly. So, yeah, what a what a, what a lost way to end the episode on. But that's going to do it this week for Out Now Fair to Name. Um, you can find more of my work at my personal blog, thecodeofzeke.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at ysablu.com for other written reviews and blue reviews. And I've also posted my own um, my own summer movie article as well which is available there i'll probably link it in the show uh, or the summer episode too that makes more sense you can find me on twitter at twitter.com slash aaron's ps3 abe you can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose alan uh you can find me on uh, twitter at mr dvd mr dvd and um Al, uh, <laughs> mark mark um, you can follow me on Twitter at MJ Award Circuit, and I write right now for AwardCircuit.com, which is uh, that Oscar site we talked about earlier. Great. And, of course, you can find all the other episodes of Out Now with Aaron and Abe on iTunes at HHWLOD.com, where you can find all our episodes there, as well as the episodes of the other great shows on the network, including the Walking Dead TV podcast and the Legion of Dudes and other shows that talk about games and comics and other fun stuff. It's a bunch of cool guys who we're happy to be involved with. Also, most of the newest episodes and some exclusives can be found on outnow.podomatic.com. Feel free to email in at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. It's always happy to get any kind of questions, suggestions, comments, what have you. And you can further leave those at our Facebook and Twitters, uh, facebook.com slash outnowpodcast and twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. Um, yeah, feel free to you know leave any updates, whatever, there. That's all good. We, of course, update that site constantly. I like that Abe's also been live tweeting a lot of our episodes recently so it's been enjoyable to be a part of our our twitter page <laughs> and uh yeah that's gonna do it thanks guys for coming on today yeah guys thanks yeah thanks Yay. again for having me yeah for sure hope to to get mark back on soon too it's been been too long and you know yeah if mark can keep crushing abe in the alternate movie titles <laughs> that was i was 
<laughs> I was I used three exclamation marks in a live tweet. I, I believe I believe he was shut out, wasn't he? I believe yes, Al. I, I like you and Alan just destroyed him. It was, it was yeah. <laughs> it just, I felt like Jessica Chastain. <laughs> oh, after <laughs> after a knuckle pounding from Tom Hardy, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so misogyny aside, that's gonna do it this week for out now and today. But until next time, so long and goodbye. I believe I believe he was shut out, wasn't he? I believe yes, Al. I, I, like, <laughs> you and Alan just destroyed him. It was, it was, yeah. it was just I felt like Jessica Chastain. <laughs> oh, after, after a knuckle pounding from Tom Hardy, am I right? <laughs> <laughs>